humans, welcome to Palin' Around, the official Your Geeky Gal Pal podcast. Here we'll be focusing on video games, fandom, pop culture, and how they all interact through the internet. My name is Caitlin, and joining me forever and always is the lovely Sam. Hello, this is Sam. I'm very happy to be here, as always. And also joining me, our other lovely co-hostess with the mostess, uh, Jessica. Hi, everybody. Alrighty. Uh, how, are y- how are y'all doing? I'm good, I'm good. I haven't been here for a while. I miss you guys so much. I survived Black Friday weekend, so I am, uh, I not only survive, I survived. <laughs> this, this is going to be like the thing, is every week you guys are going to have to hear me uh, fumble at the very beginning until like, I'm, I'm like thoroughly warmed up and can actually be a human. Uh, I not only survived, but thrived, is what I was going to say. Wow. Yeah. Thriving. 30, flirty, and thriving. <laughs> You're not 30. No, I am not, but uh, 13 going on 30 is a good movie. <laughs> it, it is. is. Oh my gosh, it really is. It's a relic. Mark Ruffalo is underappreciated. Oh my god, I forgot he's in that movie. <laughs> he he looks so cute in the movie. He looks he like, a, like a little bear. Oh my god, I miss him. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> you just look at him and he's just, he's just like good boyfriend material. <laughs> the one we need, the one to save us. The one yeah. to save us. Yeah. Too too many Christian Uh, Bales, not enough Mark Ruffles. We need more. (laughs) So that's what we talk about on Palin' Around, right? Yeah, that's the show. That's the whole show. That's the show. Episode two, that's the show. Cool. Um, (laughs) Boyfriends, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, if we ever need to do bonus episodes, we're 100% going to just do like fan submitted fuck Mary kills, I feel like. Um, all right. So, uh, getting into this is kind of interesting. So I guess we'll start, we'll, we'll ease into this topic. Um, so Sam, you went to BlizzCon, right? I did. It was, it was very fun. The people there that I've met were super sweet. It was a good time. I got to hang out with my best friend in like a state I've never been before. Yeah, it was, it was a fun time. I didn't have any expectations. I don't really look into BlizzCon at all, so I don't know anything about it other than the cosplayers that I follow and are friends with. So I only get to see, like, the really pretty pictures with, like, the palm trees. I don't know what the hell's in it, but, yeah, it was, it was, it was an alright con. I would, I would definitely go again, but the, the price still has me kind of thinking about it. Mm, that's fair. Did you get to see any of the, like, uh, conferences or, like, reveals or any of that stuff? While you were there? Yeah, yeah, I was there for when they, like, announced the Diablo mobile game. And <laughs> oh, no. No one, no one cheered. It was the most awkward thing ever. But I got to play the mobile game. I got to demo it. And it was actually a lot more fun to play it on a phone than on the computer. It feels more mindless and more smoother. And I don't know. It was just, I like it better as a mobile game. It kind of fits well. I don't know another word for it but yeah Diablo fans were just not happy at all yeah um we're not going to talk about that surprisingly that's actually not the topic of this show uh (laughs) if you want to talk about people's reactions to that you can just refer back to the first episode and people being toxic and shitty Mm -hmm. um which there's a nuanced conversation there but like we're not going to have it right now because we're going to talk about another thing about Blizzard and the games industry kind of at large which is um so they revealed a new character for Overwatch at BlizzCon. Her name is Ash, 
and she's a white as shit cowboy lady, which is fun. White as shit is definitely an accurate descriptor. I feel like you could not be any paler. (laughs) She's so white. Her hair is white. Like, and she's not old. Like, it's not like an Anna situation where, like, she's, like, supposed to be, like, an elder, like, you know, like, a matronly woman. Like, she's, like, a hot, like, basically Widowmaker clone who's just, like, deeply white and edgy. I didn't think about the Well, did you see like, the, the face picture of them? Mm, they're like the same they're face. They're the same. They have the same face. Like it's just with yeah. different oh. makeup on it. <laughs> like there's a there's a photoshopped photo of their faces next to each other and like it literally looks the exact same. Yeah, no. It's like it's why like my stupid gay ass is like so into Ash aesthetically but also like she's not it. She's just you know, like we're we're how many characters in? Like, 20-some characters in. I think Ash is the 25th character. And, like, is that right? Does that check out? Uh, I thought it was more than that, but I could be I could be wrong. Actually, no, maybe Ash is 25. Maybe. I know. I'm just, like, trying I'm to compare it to, like, right other now. games. I think 20 sounds about right. I know, I know that Overwatch is over 20 currently. Yeah. I say, I know it's... I guess this really isn't that vital of a of something, but now we've said it, so now I feel like we must put the right information out there. Yeah, I think I really I don't know why I really want to say twenty five, but well, we're gonna uh, say twenty five. I'm gonna back you on that, and we'll say that. And if we're wrong, we're wrong. I'm sorry. It feels it feels right. It does feel it feels right. right. And that's what facts and the truth really are. Just ha- they just have to feel right. Uh huh. <laughs> Um, oh, holy shit, there are 29. That's what I thought. Okay, I thought it was more than that. So, okay. Whew, I was under a little bit. I think they um, started out with 24. Like, I think 24 No, was I think original. it was... Tw- no, because I think it was, like... It had to be, like, 22 or 23, because they, they've they added, like, five characters. Yeah, I think they started with... Because I thought it was 24, 20. and they added, like... Five and it was 29 i don't i don't remember or maybe it was maybe like, anyway either way, this is semantics <laughs> but out of all of these characters there is still not a playable black woman in the game um there's two uh black dudes in the game there's doomfist and there's lucio who are both playable um i've heard people say that sombra is afro latina which i actually didn't know um I, I need to, like, check that. I would need to back that, because I just heard it on the Spawn Me podcast they mentioned her. Really? Because I thought that she was Mexican. Yeah, I thought she yeah. was just straight Mexican, yeah. too, but... Yeah, I just heard that she was Latina. I'm not sure about the Afro-Latina part, but, like, if it's true, that'd be awesome. But right now, it just checks out as she's uh, Mexican, but there is no, like, part black um, anywhere, like, mixing it yeah. in. Yeah, and, like, yeah. I, and that's, I think, something that we're going to talk about is how Blizzard has this history of being, like, uh, this is, like, maybe a thing, and maybe we'll confirm it in a really obscure, strange way for half a second and then never touch it again. Yeah, well, and I feel like if Sombra, on the off chance that she is Afro-Latina, I feel like that's kind of cementing the point that we're going to be talking about yeah. today, which is that, like, Blizzard especially, but, like, a lot of games have this issue of pretending to be super diverse, and I think Blizzard is the main culprit because they came out swinging with, like, look, we have all these women, and, like, we have all these people from different countries and different skin tones and stuff like that, and it's, like, so the example that we have a way worse, bigger example coming up here in a second, but, like, if Sombra is Afro-Latina, the fact that, like, all that's been shown for her is that she's Mexican is, like... 
a really huge indicator of that because there's no concrete them saying that in any degree because like the El Dorado map which is in Mexico got revealed with her mm-hmm. like that's she has specific voice lines for that map that this is her home and stuff like that and so then if the on the off chance that were true she there's nothing about it even in the game and what's worse is to like so much of the diversity quote unquote that comes from Blizzard is not concrete in the game like even to the point where, like, they have custom voice lines for custom maps and, like, different character combinations, but so many of these characters just, like, don't have those kind of interactions, like, in-game. It's all, like, comics or cinematic shorts or, like, whatever, and it's just... I think, actually, all of the stuff has been in, like, either comics or, um, like, the Overwatch art book. The art book, yeah. I was gonna say, because um, with Tracer and, uh, you know, her being gay that was something that was like mentioned in the the winter like season comic or whatever that came out oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and then that. it was never touched again um mm-hmm. and then with farah and her native american ancestry i say that with air quotes this is a podcast you guys can't see them but i yeah uh that was the art book yeah so and that was so Let's dig into that a little bit, because that's a whole fucking thing. So, the Overwatch art book came out, and I believe it came out after the Thunderbird, and I think it's the Rain Dance is the other skin. It did, because it was, uh, it ca- yeah, it came out afterwards, because uh, the skins were released at launch with Farah, yeah. and the art book came out what, like in well into the game being out. Yeah, and so a lot of people, like kind of call not even kind of like a lot of people called uh the overwatch team out for the fact that those skins were like blatantly inspired by like indigenous folks in the pacific northwest mm-hmm. um and then like they didn't like farah is egyptian like that's the her whole thing like she's stereotypically egyptian she's got the fucking eye paint to be stereotypically egyptian like everything is, about like, her is a stereotype kind of another problem in itself yeah oh yeah no it's fucked but like so they were everybody was like um this is really fucked up blizzard and in uh, i have to look it up but there was an interview that jeff Keeley did that deal cites in one of her pieces about this where she talked about how like or he basically said like we did it because we thought those designs were cool yeah it's uh jeff kaplan said uh we all saw it. we were blown away this, uh, that is the most beautiful awesome thing that we've ever seen we absolutely want something like that in our game so we wrestled with the um okay so far as clearly egyptian that's her heritage that's her nationality and we want to respect that but and we also want to be respectful of native american culture and so we sort of had this moment of asking ourselves are we being disrespectful in any way the native american parts of it feel awesome and feel almost like an homage and like hey isn't this cool that's the direct quote from him this is, like, the issue with me, like, with people wondering, like, we were not sure if we were, like, offensive or, like, going to hurt people. You can reach out, especially as a company as big as Blizzard. You have the money and you have the sources to reach out to people of that culture that you're trying to, like, write about. Consult in them and pay them to research your character to see if if it is okay, if it isn't okay. It's It's really really not that hard but they a lot of these companies who say like oh well we couldn't find anyone or like make excuses that they can't find anyone of this culture nearby you you can do a consultation over skype you can send them research there's emails it's we live in 2018 you can find someone of that culture yeah you can pay them 
and they can let you know, like, hey, this is uh, this is kind of shitty, or you know what, this is fine. It's you know, it's just not to, and like, even if you don't th- go through like every single hoop like that, which I think that you should. I mean, if you're representing a certain culture, you should. But like, just fucking ask someone with some sort of like tie to that. You know what I mean? Like, just run it by somebody, because <laughs> like, I feel like to be like, we didn't want to be offensive. Okay, but you didn't try anything to like to the contrary you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. you just didn't try it's like another thing you know something else i was going to mention and i'll tie this in right now because it's also relevant is that's one of the problems with sucker punch and infamous second son like the same fucking problem like absolutely even try (laughs) you know no they literally they got zero indigenous voice actors and then when they asked them like yo what tribe is delson's tribe they were just like shrug emoticon and it's like Yo, there are multiple tribes that you could have consulted, my dude. Like, what are you doing? Exactly. Like, it's just a quick search. Like, even if it it's people that, like, are in the industry that are, uh, wow, I'm losing my words, industry that are of that culture mm-hmm. or just, you know, people that work in the cities, the government, or just anyone, just even a comedian, like, just reach out you will find someone it's 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 just ridiculous well and too like this gets solved so much easier if you just like have a diverse writer's room like if you have diverse folks on the game like you probably aren't doing this kind of shit all the time i was i'm mm-hmm. so glad you went there because that's exactly what i was thinking too is because you have fucking people like we're gonna call him redacted on this show who say that diversity of thought is most like the most important thing but like here's the thing like you can think what you want about things you can be like oh yeah but like to actually be like connected to the culture or to have a little bit more insight or to have grown up as you know like it completely changes your perspective and like that's why you need actual diversity in a right a writer's mm-hmm. room um well yeah like i mean first and foremost fuck colin moriarty i'll say it um <laughs> second of all spicy I'll say it. But, like, I mean, there's no, like, you have to have an experience past a certain point. Like, you can write and do whatever you want, like, sure. But ultimately, like, if you're gonna have, if you're gonna try to tackle an experience, one, it's always best to write from your own experience. But two, like, if you are gonna try to do that and go outside of yourself, you have to do the fucking work. And, like, it's interesting. I should have included it in the show notes. I literally am just thinking about it now. But this is reminding me a lot of, um, there was a Rock Paper Shotgun article a little while ago that was talking about um, Donut County, because um, Donut County was originally inspired by uh, the dude just, like, being super into, like, the visuals and aesthetics of um, Hopi uh, indigenous folks, Mm -hmm. like, artwork and stuff like that. I remember that. And, yeah, and it was, like, the article is really good because it goes into the fact that, like, um, the dude basically, um, the Donut County dev was, like, I can do this. I can tell this story. Like, no big deal. And then as he was going through the process, he started to realize, like, oh, fuck. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, And he, like, well, or actually, too, I think it, like, he ended up speaking to, like, folks from that tribe. And, like, um, he was like, I can totally tell this story. Like, I'm qualified to tell this story. And then, like, as he was speaking to them and kind of understanding more about, like, their tribe and their culture and stuff, he was like, oh, fuck, I have no reason to be telling this story. Like, this is not my story to tell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is then, it's a bummer, because when Donut County came out, it actually did still have some, like, ties to that stuff. Like, it took away, like, the 
like the um the Hopi architecture and the Hopi art, but it still had like a lot of symbolism with like the raccoon, which is super important to their culture. And like, I know he's cute and fun and he's a trash panda, but it's a bummer that he didn't figure out a way to kind of get away from that stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and so I don't know. It's just like, come on, and like, it's so annoying too because these devs especially overwatch gets like all of this praise for being quote-unquote diverse but they're not like there's nothing in the game especially because again like they have customized voice lines like it wouldn't be hard to have tracer mention emily in a voice line for a costume Mm -hmm. it wouldn't like if she's wearing her like holiday one literally be like oh well better not be late like for hanging out with emily or whatever like something anything and then like Farrah's dad got, I don't even think we got to that part of the thing, but, like, to address Farrah's dad being in, or to address her whole Native American indigenous um, skins, they were just like, well, what if we made her dad Native? And then, like, they just, like, kind of slapped that in there and, like, announced it. Yeah, they put it in the art book, and then she has a sticker um, that has her dad in it holding her as a baby, and he looks stereotypically Native. Yeah, and it's just, like, Overwatch, like, once again relying on, like, what do you, like, it's all stereotypes. Like, everything that shows that people are diverse is just, like, them leaning super heavily into, like, stereotypes and what, like, people should look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree, especially, like, growing up in video games and being a person of color, like, sure, I do get excited really quickly, like, when I see, like, other Latino characters or other characters of people of color but then it like sets like after you know the the glitter is gone it like sets the feeling of hmm like they they really just dumbed this down to be like so and so or just like a lot of the spanish characters from games that i grew up with like it's either like you know people that are considered to be very like hispanic so very brown very just talking spanish broken accents very uh, hard-working or, like, fucking gang members who you murder. Yeah, so it's just, it's, we're kind of more than us just speaking Spanish and, like, being crazy. <laughs> so it's, I, I wish I could see more of a diversity in other than, like, the stereotypes that we're kind of stuck with. Um, but, yeah, it's it's great to see diversity, but once that, again, like, the sun sets and, like, the shine is gone, you kind of see, like, the bullshit throughout, like, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, and I mean, that's even, like, literally the quiet man, like, for as much as they were like, oh, look, it's a ca- it's a game featuring a deaf character, they- all of the depictions of the enemies in that game are racist as shit. Like, they're all just, like, they call them, quote-unquote, like, their gang is, like, the savages, and they're all, like, like heavily implied. I think they are just, like, Latino dudes who are, like, all just criminals, and that's just it. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, and it just, it doesn't help with... Uh, especially with games, so many more kids are playing games, and did you know, I'll definitely have to, like, get an article out at some point for you guys, but, like, Latino people are the most, sorry, I'm not wording this right, Latino people are, like, in a group, they're the most people who play video games, like, when you group them with, like, white, black, Asian, and Latino, Latinos are most to play video games in the United States, so seeing that, um, is very sad. Well, no, I remember, um, just... just to add on to what you're saying, because, like, I actually, when I took my game dev class last semester, um, we talked about that. Um, and not only are 
like latin players like the most like the biggest group of gamers on top of that they are by far because of that the most underrepresented um like you because even like there are more black characters in games than any sort of hispanic characters there are like like it's it's just insanely disproportionate um i'd have have to pull up the actual numbers but like we talked about that for a couple of the class periods just demographics and stuff like that and uh it's bullshit it's crazy yeah Yeah, it's like when you see this like especially like with playing games and you only kind of see them depicted as criminals it hurts um and i'm talking from like my experience and i just yeah i just wish they kind of would just like branch out just a bit more like mm, let's let's have like a, just a normal person <laughs> or yeah. something just just something different we're not all we're not all criminals god damn it yeah but, well yeah. and especially like even like you touched on it too sam the um like, the weirdly interspersing Spanish into English for no apparent reason or, like, broken English. Like, um, Natalie Flores wrote this whole piece for um, RPG site, I think, for um, talking about, like, the preview that she saw for Cyberpunk that's coming out and how, uh, I can't remember his name, but he's, like, a blatantly Latino character who's, like, your friend, who's, like, your, he's, like, your companion and all the way, the main way that you know that he's Latino is just because he randomly like adds Spanish to co- like to sentences for like no reason just to just to do it just to throw it in there and like he speaks English fine and there's like no real context for him doing it other than for them to be like oh look he's he's Latino though <clears throat> don't forget uh, yeah and from my experience I can tell you that the only people that like I'll mix in my Spanish with for no reason is other friends that are also Spanish speaking. Like I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't just say mijo to like my white friends or like my <laughs> black friends. Like I know why they won't understand what I'm saying. So it's like, we can, we can just speak English. We can just do that. And when it comes to mixing Spanish, yeah, I only do it with my other Spanish friends because why the fuck exactly would I do it to other people? Yeah. It's that so weird. It. Yeah, it's weird. Um, but I guess, like, digging into Ash a little bit more, because I think it's actually really interesting. Um, Kotaku did an article, uh, Nathan Grayson wrote an article called uh, Blizzard Explains Why Overwatch Still Doesn't Have a Black Woman Hero. And um, it's just a whole lot of bullshit, honestly. Um, but something, so there's two quotes in here that I think go together really well. Um where it's so Jeff Kaplan says, I think if you look at the history of Overwatch, there's been such a wide variety of people that we've represented in the game. Uh, we have no shortage of heroes that we're currently working on secretly back in Irvine. Right now, I think the number is around six that we have in development. I don't think people are going to be disappointed. And then it goes to another quote, which is uh, from uh, Julie Ann Brame. Uh, who's a senior software engineer, uh, where she says, we absolutely have intentions to make a really diverse cast. But again, this came from cinematics and she was just, and this is in reference to Ash. Um, and she was just so special out of that wonderful cinematic. And it wasn't like out of all the things in the world to pick, we want to pick this particular character. It was, wow, that's a really special character that needs to come to life and really would contribute a lot to our universe. I think that's what made Ash stand out. And so like, my question is, um, one, like, it's not even a one. So my question from those two quotes is like, both of them are being like, oh, we really, really want diversity. We really love diversity. We're working on so much stuff in diversity because the whole background was that like, they saw a cinematic of Ash and then they decided from that cinematic, like, oh shit, we need to make Ash the next character. But it's like, number one, why is another skinny white woman so fucking special? Like, as a white woman, I'm like, 
there's so fucking many of us. Like, we're still underrepresented in games, but, like, we're at the top of that pile for sure. So, like, especially in Overwatch, like, you don't need any more fucking skinny white women. Like, you're good. Over, like, fucking Mercy's got it covered. Tracy's got it covered. I'm gonna technically lump Widowmaker in there, too, because if she wasn't purple, she'd be white. Um... Like, we're good. We don't, like, there's nothing that special, especially because her face is literally the same exact fucking face as Widowmaker. Like, and two, even if you were, like, for whatever reason, you were just like, holy shit, I love Ash. She's perfect and amazing. Like, if you know for a fact that people have been clamoring and clamoring and clamoring for a black woman character who's playable, because Effie is not, she doesn't count, she's not playable, um... Why wouldn't you say, okay, sick, we're going to slate her right after the next character who's going to be a fucking black woman? Like, why would you not just, like, for for your own, like, bottom line, honestly, like, why would you not just do that? Yeah, it's it's a little confusing. It's just, it's so weird. Well, it's not confusing to me. They're obviously just, it's, it's making money. They just want another hot character that's, you know, uh, socially beautiful to, to make that dough. It's, it's, it's. It's not a mystery, but I remember when Effie's kind of lore came out and people were wondering if she was actually going to be in the game or not. Um, yeah, and that was concerning because she was a fucking child. Yeah, they were just like, oh, do we want a child to die in this? But like, other other than that, people were coming out saying like, okay, we have another women character. We have another like person of color. Like, people on Twitter, like, obviously shit Twitter, like, these are not people that I follow, but, like, shit that I saw, and I wish I could pull up these screenshots, but they were complaining about it, um, it's just, like, when are we just gonna have, like, another guy character, or whatever, but... That's what we need in gaming, it's just another guy character. When, <laughs> yeah, are, when so are we gonna have I'm another? I'm not sure, I'm not sure if it's because, like, people like that work in these, you know, in these games, or if, like, they're worried about those people... But even then, it's just, like, the demand for a black woman character is, I think, is up there. It's it's up there more than just being worried about getting another white lady character. But yeah, that's, that's me. That's just me. I'm glad you brought it up because I think that's absolutely part of it. Because the thing is, is, if you don't commit to anything, you're open to everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, if you don't commit to the idea that Tracer is gay, well, then guys can think about fucking her, too. And so I think that's why it took them so long for them to actually say anything about it. Like, when you – and, like, the, hey, look at Life is Strange. They never – they didn't confirm anything about uh, Chloe's sexuality until the prequel. Like, if Yeah, you, well, if and even then it's a choice. Yeah, and honestly, I haven't played the prequel. I just know they actually addressed it in that one. Um, But if you keep everything ambiguous, everybody can see themselves in it a little bit, which you think – I mean, if you're selling something, that's a great thing to do. I mean, like, why not? You you make yourself marketable to everyone. However, if you're actually somebody who is part of any sort of minority or, like – I guess minority is the only term I'm really looking for. I was just to say some like an underrepresented group. Um, it's it's not authentic. It's not genuine. It's pretty shitty, and everything comes as, like I mean, once you get past the initial like you know kind of shininess of it, as you kind of brought up earlier, Sam, uh, you kind of step back and you realize like, hmm, like that that kind of sucks. It makes me feel a little bit worse about this. 
Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely them trying to have their cake and eat it, too, um, by being like, oh, hey, like, women and queer folks and people of color, like, come play this game. It won't be horrible and toxic for you. Look at all these great characters. And, like, that game is absolutely horrible and toxic if you, like, don't play with friends, um, just in general. But then, too, like, the representations are so shallow, but it just sucks because, like, they did, like, so blatantly court, like, those kind of gamers. And then... um. There's a really good quote from the, like, why Overwatch doesn't have a black woman hero, um, where, from Gita Jackson, who's one of the other, uh, folks who works at Kotaku, and, um, so it, the quote is, uh, while writing this story, I asked Kotaku's Gita Jackson, who has also been looking into this issue for her input, every time Blizzard has announced a new hero, there have been fans asking when there will be a black woman. There are so few playable black women in games in general that to be consistently overlooked by a development studio who explicitly wants Overwatch to feel diverse and international feels upsetting, she said. They made a hamster and a second cowboy before they made a black woman. It just feels like we're not a priority, and while I can't tell them what to do, I feel like they're underserving a part of their fan base that clearly wants to throw money at them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just, it's, it's really sad, um... I notice this a lot with a lot of games, like with Blizzard and then with other video games. Just video games just really don't like black women, and it really sucks. And things should change. It's just, there's no reason why this should be happening, but there is because we have very racist and very right, like white people, like controlling this whole thing, like mm-hmm. making your game. So they're just it goes over their heads, and then that's not how it should be because the world is changing. And fuck, it's the decent human being thing to do is just add these people to your games because they play it too. Like, Latino people, black people. You know, it's just, it... And it doesn't help that... It's getting steamy. My head's getting steamy. (laughs) The loudest voice in the room is always white men, too. You know? And, like, that's just something else that doesn't help. Because the second that um, a a black woman is the loudest room, the the loudest voice in a room, like, it's... She's fucking attacked. You know what I mean? Like, it's always white men who are the ones doing the screaming and hollering and why aren't we seeing more men in this game? Like, it's, it's, I don't know. Like I said, in the the second that it's a woman of of any color, really, but especially uh, minorities, you're just torn apart. And so it makes, it wears you down to the point where it's like, why even bother? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, and to like, not be the shitty capitalist in the room, but like, Gita's right. Like, if you... If you give people diversity, they will fucking show up for it with money. Mm-hmm. Like, we saw that with Black Panther. Like, that movie mm-hmm. did so fucking well. And, like, any movie with, like, people of color in the lead who have, like, any movie that has, like, good marketing so people know, like, it does super fucking well. Girls Trip did super fucking well, too. Like, if you give people media, and, like, I'm pretty sure, I'd have to look at the stats, but I'm pretty sure Before the Storm sold super well despite, like, the very questionable labor stuff because it was, like, explicitly gonna be fucking gay. Like, Mm -hmm. There's, if you give people what they want, they're so fucking starved for it, like, they will pay for it, and they will pay tons for it, and they will go see your movie over and over again, and they will probably buy a billion fucking loot boxes for your stupid game if you can put them on a fucking character that they see themselves in. Like, it's like people like to be, like, like to feel valid. (laughs) Yeah, and it's, I mean, like, the whole model of fucking... Just, like, appealing to white dudes because they think that they're the core consumer, which, like, I guess technically they still are, but, like, if you appeal to niches, quote-unquote, right, like, obviously, like, no one is a niche, like, people are people, but, like, if you're appealing to those, like, smaller markets, like, those people are gonna fucking show up because you're the only game in town, number one, which is fucked up in and of itself, but two, like, you're giving them something that they want, like, the demand is absolutely there, so, like, 
it's fucking ridiculous that you wouldn't want to do it from like that business level which is fucked up like obviously you should just be doing that because you're not a garbage person but like fist it, it makes sense fiscally like it's just it's so fucking stupid no it is oh yeah yeah oh, <laughs> but uh oh i'm just like so angry <laughs> right? i know i'm gonna i'm gonna wheel in back uh talking about um how people treat black women in games like i'm gonna bring it to league of legends and we're going to talk about how many characters... I don't know if you guys play League of Legends. No. But I was very into League of Legends for a while. I started playing when I was 18, and I, I've, I've stopped playing uh, a bit since, like, the past year or so. I know I played it a couple weeks ago, but, you know, that whole thing came out. Um, and if you... There, there are, like, over 100 characters in that game. Over a hundred characters, very, very weird characters, and some designs are really cool. But for me, when I cosplay, personally for me, I like to cosplay women of color, like specifically brown or black women. Um, there are like three characters that I could cosplay from. Jesus. Uh, if I wanted to do like a person of uh, brown color. And it's, it's bullshit. There, there are a hundred characters. Yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. And it's like, well, why isn't there more? And I think it's just the fear of not being able to sell. Because you see these other characters that come out and, and they kind of all just look the same. And then the skins that they make, it's it's always towards, like, there's an Ari character, which is, I think, a Korean, like, foxtail character. This bitch has had so many skins in the past two years. And... There's just other characters that, you know, could really use that, could really use that skin attention to be played more. And, yeah, no, it's, it's all about money. It's all about money. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why this one character needs, like, a million skins every, like, two months. Yeah, well, and the payment to League is really interesting because I put it in our show notes, but they announced a new character for League, I think, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and her name is Nico, and she's, like, a little chameleon woman. Um, but... It was really interesting to me because we were, I was thinking about it for the prep for the show. And, um, so the title of the PC Gamer article about this is, uh, League of Legends new LGBTQ character is a mischievous lizard girl, which like, okay, but you can't have brown people. Cool. Good. Um, but then on top of that, so like the article, there's a quote from this article. Um, so they confirmed that she was a lesbian on Twitter from one of the writers. And apparently it was because people noticed that the way that she interacted with female characters was different than the way that she acted with male characters. Um, which is super, super interesting. Um, and I'm not a League person. but So I watched the trailer too, just to kind of see what was up. But So the quote from this says, uh, League of Legends champions have detailed backstories, but this stuff doesn't often make its way into the game itself. So it's good to see that Riot isn't playing a JK Rowling by just saying that a character is LGBTQ, and that it subtly changes her interactions with other champions. And so I watched the trailer, and I didn't pick up on that. All of the stuff seemed kind of the same. It also didn't really seem like she interacted with that many other characters. Um... But apparently somebody noticed it enough to, like, ask on Twitter, so that's kind of cool. But also, like, the fact that you have to say, like, oh, they're subtly changing her interactions. Like, that's not really... 
that's still not that great. Yeah. Like, make your shit explicit. Well, I feel like there's, like, this issue in media where it's like, you know, normally the saying is show, don't tell. And it seems like nine times out of ten in all media and books and television, maybe television less so because it is such a visual, I don't know. But anyway, in, in most media, I feel like it's the opposite and it's tell and not a whole lot of show. Uh, particularly in games, that's an issue. Uh, you bringing up J.K. Rowling with uh, with the Harry Potter books. There, there's another. Oh, one. <laughs> God, that's just a nightmare. That's a whole other episode uh, because it's a fucking yeah, nightmare. It really is. Um, um, but like how we all just like wailed at the name of Rowling. <laughs> Oh my god. It's just, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, my thing too is like whenever, and I feel like it seems like it's more of a queerness thing because queerness isn't always like externally visible, mm-hmm. but people are always like, oh, well, like, why do you have to like put it in your face? Why can't they just be gay and like have that be that? And it's like, they're like, it's not realistic. And I'm like, do you know how many times I say I'm gay a day? Many. It's multiple. <laughs> I say I'm gay all the time. I have a shirt that says stupid gay superstar. Like, fuck off. Like, queer people talk about being queer all the time because it's, like, necessary to survive in this environment. Well, it's like, I mean, you can't even really, I, I get I get that logic. Like, I do. I, I get where people are coming from. But at the same time, like, I'm, I work with many women. I think that maybe a handful of us, like, probably three or four of us are... Uh, not straight, like uh, different, you know, bisexual, gay, but just not straight. And, but every single person at that store, with the exception of maybe like the older managers, but even then they'll talk about like their husbands and stuff like that, like talk about their significant other or a guy they're dating or a girl they're seeing or, you know what I mean? Like that's not something that's like unusual conversation. So to be like, oh, we're, they, well, why would we bring it up? Because it's not something that you talk about. Fucking bullshit. People talk about their relationship status like constantly (laughs) Mm -hmm. um i can't go to work without like having a conversation about relationships at some point throughout the day it's not a bad thing i mean that's like the human condition like (laughs) you know so uh, i i think it's just uh it's just being stupid yeah no it is it's just it's not catering to them yeah you know it's like if if it's if it's not something they hear and like they like for some whatever reason they they just go nuts it's just like this is i don't want this in my face because i don't like it it's just like well well, too fucking bad (laughs) like yeah fuck you oh god it's like the fucking have to be for you real life example (laughs) did you guys see that tweet where it was like uh, i guess the macy's thanksgiving day parade like two women kissed on camera and they're like oh "Oh, yeah children's innocence is being taken away and it's like Oh, we still yeah, haven't done anything about school shootings. <laughs> my my favorite tweets that were screenshots were all the ones who her parents were like, thanks, like, uh, whatever. It was some play. It was called, like, prom or something. Uh-huh. They were like, thanks, NBC, because of the prom thing I had to explain to my five-year-old why two women are kissing. And I was like, but did you do it? Because if you did it, then I don't really know what the problem is. Uh-huh. These things are completely normal, and it's only bad. Like they're only gonna think it's bad. These kids is if you react badly to them. You, if if you give them the idea that this is bad, they're going to grow up and think that it's it's not bad. They they're just gonna think it's just two people kissing, like mom and dad yeah. kissing, and it's just oh my god, I. It's just such a normal thing. It's such a normal thing that could, could be completely normalized and and be fucking fine. And it doesn't take any explanation. It takes you not being a shitty human being. Um, you, I mean, explaining two women kissing should be just as easy as explaining two, a, man, a man and a woman kissing or two men kissing. Like, it's just two fucking people it's, kissing. It, like, it's literally just 
Yeah, they just like each other. Yeah. And they could be like, oh, all right. And yeah. That's it. End of conversation. That's it. Well, and like children, children understand things. Like children will just like take your word for it. Like when I used to teach mm-hmm. swim lessons, like I had a little girl who was like, "What's that?" Like pointing to my nose ring, and I was like, "Oh, it's a, it's a nose ring. It's it's like your like you have in your ears, but it's in my nose." And she was like, "Why?" And I was like, "I don't know. I just wanted it." And she was like, "Oh, okay." Like even stuff that doesn't have a good explanation, like kids are just like kind of like, "Oh, all right, cool, chill." Like if you can give them a basis to understand it, like they're generally fine, and like. Again, too, like, things, now I had to explain this thing. And it's like, yeah, and you, like, had that fucking two-minute conversation, and I'm sure it was fucking fine. Like, Jesus. You know, that's one thing I have to say. Having two very young siblings, because I have a nine-year-old and a ten-year-old sibling, like, God bless my family for not being super shitty and, like, them for just being the angels that they are. But, like, I, like, I watch the way that they interact with, like, the idea of like being gay and stuff like that and it's like it's like so like it's nothing to them you know what i mean like it's normal like it's it's like like i talked to natalie my 10 year old sister not too long ago about how you you know how adventure time came to an end she loves adventure time it's like one of her favorite shows and how marceline and bubblegum got together at the end and she was like oh my gosh like i love that like you know like she was like really stoked about it like it wasn't it, 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 it wasn't even brought up that like it was an unusual thing that was like it was just like like, oh, this is a really cool, like, they finally got together. Like, it was, like, and, you know, and she was just, like, so about it. And, like, it was so refreshing because I feel like when I was a kid, like, something like that would have been, like, this fucking blow up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's amazing how much we've moved past that in, like, 15 years. Yeah. Well, and honestly, like, the Cartoon Network shows are pretty wild about, like, having a lot of, like, representation that's actually decent. Like Cartoon Network's kind of on it with that stuff, to be completely yeah, honest. Yeah. Like... Like, Steven Universe is, like, the queerest fucking show I've ever seen in my entire mm-hmm. life. But, like, also, they have a big problem with colonialism. But that's never addressed, and it's very frustrating. <laughs> I saw you tweet about but... that the other day, but I don't know enough about the show to really, like, respond. Well, but One day I'm going to have, like, just a full-on <laughs> fucking manifesto about that because uh-huh. it's deeply frustrating to me. But, um, yeah, but, like, as far as, like, there's a lot of, like, stuff with gender and a lot of stuff with like relationships and there's like a ton of like women on women kisses and like there's a gay wedding canonically they throw an actual wedding um there's all kinds of shit so it's like i don't know that show's really good and like other things could definitely learn from like cartoon network as far as like letting that leash out because like again when you give it to people they'll fucking run with it like steven universe probably sells so much in merch and shit like people love that fucking show oh yeah for sure yeah yeah no definitely my my sister she so she's she's 12 Mm -hmm. and she's a when you think of like the normie girls like she is (laughs) she cheerleads at her team she is very straight and she just she She's, like, the the kid that my mom wanted me to be when I was in middle school, but I was too busy playing video games to give a shit about anything. Mm. (laughs) So, my sister's just very normal, but she enjoys Steven Universe a lot. Like, it doesn't have to, like, also be, like, just people who are inclusive to this just like this. Like, Mm -hmm. other people really do like this. Um, And she really likes the representation of it, because she's just like, oh, like... I see shows on Nickelodeon, and they don't really have this. I'm like, mm, yeah, speaks speaks volumes. <laughs> How yeah. about that? Um, 
Yeah, like she started watching She-Ra this weekend, and she was She-Ra is so good. Just gotta it's say, so freaking cute. She I still haven't it, seen like, it on the way to the mall, like on her phone, because like she has Netflix on it, Aww. and it, it was just amazing to see how like into it she was. So, it was it was really nice. But yeah, please put more shit in shows. Please don't be afraid. And, yeah. Like, to see, and it also teaches other kids to just be cool with everyone. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and like diversity, yeah. like diversifying stories makes for better stories. Like it's boring to see the same fucking white dude over and over again video games like come on like you get better stories when you have different interesting characters who aren't like you like Troy yeah Baker like and i will north have enough money they're fine they're fine <laughs> get them out of here um i mean they're good they seem like very nice guys okay i'm not gonna like say that but uh why don't we let people uh different people (laughs) oh my god jess you just made me think of it too i was gonna put it in the doc and i forgot but something else that kind of plays into this is um uncharted laws legacy because it's two women of color who are voiced by white women and they got so much acclaim i don't i don't think i don't know if she won but laura bailey was definitely like nominated for playing nadine Mm -hmm. last year at the game awards i'm pretty sure um because that game was last year right uh yes it was okay this year has been 400 years so i don't know yeah um very true but yeah like even in that like you can't even like give and the same thing with delson in infamous second son where it was troy baker it's like you can't even like give these characters like genuine voices like it's still just like this whole oh we're trying to attract like big budget people so people will play the games and it's like people will play the fucking game if you slap an uncharted label on a game people will play it if you slap infamous on it people will play it yeah i've um the person voice acting the game has literally never been a selling point for me i don't think in any game ever i've never been like yeah that's that's just not a thing it's kind of the same way like to me honestly um okay if there is an actor i like doing a movie i'm more likely to maybe watch it but not but like if it's a franchise having an actor i like in it i feel like doesn't you know what i mean like if i'm interested in the movie, i'm interested in the movie it doesn't really matter who the person is as long as i like see it and i'm like oh yeah they seem good based on the trailers or whatever like it doesn't have to be fucking scarlett johansson (laughs) um but But just she's gotta play every person of color Mark Mark Ruffalo Mark Mark Ruffalo has to be in movies for me to watch them. Yeah, <laughs> same. Comfy, comfy. Well, but well, and like even on the opposite <laughs> end, like I like sometimes like voice actors will like ruin roles for me because yeah. like speaking of Uncharted, like I originally encountered Claudia Black playing Morrigan in Dragon Age Origins. Mm. So then when I started Uncharted and I first encountered um Morrigan, I was like, what the fuck is this? And I immediately turned the game off because I couldn't like deal with the cognitive like dissonance of especially because the characters are like kind of similar i feel like morgan is just like chloe if chloe was like a modern like if morgan was just like a modern day thief like they would be the same fucking character they even kind of look similar and i was like no i I can't do this that's another problem too with like using specific voice actors or like having very specific kinds of people in games is like they're just fucking clones of each other. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. br- break it, break away from that. Like, have some people who are actually kind of interesting and different. 
Uh, it's like the whole, you know, having uh, a woman reporter, like, love interest in a superhero thing. Like, we have Lois Lane. We have fucking Mary Jane in the new Spider-Man game was a reporter. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Batman, you have Vicky Vale. Like, it's it's such a used thing. Like, I'm But you have to reporter. have like, journalism, <laughs> Jess, and it has to be a lady. You, you need that. You need that fourth estate. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I want to be a journalist maybe i don't even know what i want to be but let's say i want to be a journalist that's what i'm studying and like i would love to have sex with several superheroes but the dream maybe i don't think you're i think you're maybe not proving your point here but (laughs) but but maybe uh every person a superhero has sex with doesn't need to be a journalist yeah i think the only time that it was worthwhile was in the uh telltale batman uh series which rip um Mm. Because they, like, plot twisted the fuck out of Vicky yeah, Vale. Yeah, that shit was I, crazy. Yeah, I won't spoil it, but I was like, damn, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny, too, because, like, in the 1989 Batman with uh, Michael Keaton, Vicky Vale is the love interest. And, like, I, I always kind of liked her a lot. <laughs> and so, like, oh, when, I don't give a I shit about Vicky Vale. <laughs> You're like, what? I didn't give a shit about Vicky Vale until the Telltale game. And then I was like, oh, damn, they fucking did it. Yeah, no, it was crazy. I did not see it coming. Um, But, yeah, it was it was a good way to take it uh honestly telltale batman uh is maybe the best batman movie <laughs> yeah telltale batman is probably the best batman game like uh, story-wise i'll say i'm well, not I gonna like f- best batman movie because i'm not oh either. yeah but because i i think that it did a lot of really interesting things and it was just really different i love what they did with penguin um yeah i think they did a good job of really like this is an entirely different conversation that we're having but anyway yeah, yeah they, they did a good job with it it's good r.i.p telltale batman um, uh, but anyway, you need different characters and not just the same recycled tropes and the same people voicing them in every fucking game till Yeah, like please God, take away the same four white people voicing them. <laughs> they can find people to voice act. They can consult. Just a bit of research. Just a bit of research. Mm-hmm. Just an just an extra sweat or two. Like you you can do it. You can find people of color to voice people of color characters. And that is no excuse in the age. 2018 you could be a big ass brand you can just in the year of our lord 2018 yeah like you can literally just send a tweet out be like hey i need a this person of color to voice this character Mm -hmm. do you guys know anyone or like or like just hold open auditions like just be like yo send in a reel like especially sick of this i'm sick of this (laughs) i'm sick of this god fucking damn it sam's just gonna like leave she's so mad I'm just so sick of it. Like, there's no excuse. And then there's always some bullshit, like, reasoning to everything. It's just like, oh, well, this is what we had now. I'm just like, well, fucking hold it and find someone. Yeah. Well, especially, too, because, again, like, I'm just, like, being the shitty capitalist on this episode, and I apologize for it. But, like, yo, an unknown voice actor of color is probably going to be way cheaper than fucking Nolan North, you know? Yeah. Like, and, again, like, if you're worrying about budgeting and crunching and all of that kind of shit... And maybe you cut costs on a big budget voice actor and bring someone who's authentic and good and cheap. Like, hmm. you know, something I, I kind of want to do maybe on this podcast, maybe like the next time we record something, I almost want to because like I wish that retroactively we had done a Twitter poll because I want to ask people like, does a voice actor appearing in a game make you more excited or more likely to actually play the game? Because I just feel oh. like it really doesn't have any fucking bearing on it. Like, if That's you a said, good question. Oh, this is really cool because Nolan North is in it. Like, who really is like, ooh, because he's in it, that makes me more likely to play that game. Because he's voicing Spyro, I'm more likely to buy Spyro. 
like, <laughs> I just don't think that's like, a thing. For me, it's definitely not a selling point, and I think for a lot of younger gamers who are a big part of the consumer shit, um, they don't care because they're just playing the fucking game. I think that has to do more of the mature audience who kind of just look for that shit. If it's like an actor that's in a very nerdy series, they'll mm. follow that person. But I think for most part, like no one really fucking cares as long as the game is really good. Yeah, well, and especially like I think Hellblade like fucking proved that like unknown people like can do a fucking stellar job. Oh yeah, because like I have issues with that game and like didn't love it, but like her, I can't remember her name, but she uh, was Melina something. I can't remember. She was name. really really good. Like she did a great job, and she was some random video editor. Like you don't need these people like i don't want them to not have careers but like damn like you don't need to put them in every fucking game well like and that's the thing too is it's not like by saying that you don't need these people we mean that they shouldn't have jobs and we want them out of careers it's just that the world is wide enough for both to exist yep Yep, 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 yep. it's it's so i don't know i guess that's what i want to say about that Oh, even one more example, just because I like examples. Speaking of uh, Telltale Batman, the dude who plays the Joker in Telltale Batman was just a dude who did impressions on YouTube. Really? Because he was fucking mm-hmm. stellar. Yeah, he. That. somebody, like, saw his YouTube impression of the Joker, and then, like, he got an audition based off of that. So, like, do yeah. more of that shit, but with, like, actually, like, marginalized people. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I actually didn't know that. Props to uh, Telltale um so we're gonna probably start wrapping up one other thing that i realized i forgot to talk about when i was talking about uh like farah and her indigeneity and like ash and stuff is like um the fact that they made another cowboy is super telling and this is a hard left turn i apologize for it but we're doing it um so the fact that ash is another like cowpoke is really really indicative of the fact that like blizzard has a huge hard-on for the wild west which like we knew like the el dorado map and all of that but like it's really fucked up that like again like there's all these issues with like their representation of like indigenous folks and then the fact that like we love the old west so much because like the old west is literally colonialism like it is literally like yo we came and we took all your shit and then we made shitty movies about it for the rest of the two like 20 years 30 years a billion fucking years like and, and it's like so obviously mccree is american i think reaper is maybe american but he's like from mexico originally I, yeah Latin American. yeah so um I, i'm trying to think um so ash is american um i think is that it is uh, so so that is soldier soldiers have oh american. yeah soldiers have yeah soldier and then that's it. I think they have a weird thing of, like, trying to make all the women, like, vaguely European. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say is, so, so the United States, our representation is one very militaristic Call of Duty daddy. <laughs> and, and a cowboy. Uh, and two fucking cowboys. Yeah. Like, that is America. Like, this diverse melting pot. Like, those are the three people that you throw out at gamers like i'm not saying that america is like this underrepresented like thing but like there are so many facets of it and so many ways you could go and to pick like just like these militaristic like like i like that's just the worst possible way you could go it's it's very telling it's 100 percent like oh this is america and america is literally just like military imperialism yeah seriously there you go that's just Um, it that's just it that is basically uh, it. I want to bring it 
back to something that I said about League of Legends. Yes. Mm-hmm. I just want to I just want to clear it up before I get in trouble. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to be the next like doxing like whole like treat, but I know I said something about Ari and her being Korean. I'm not mad at the fact that she's Korean. I'm just mad that someone um, that isn't black or brown is getting so many skins when there are a lot of characters not a lot sorry those three characters (laughs) of color that have like no skins and there's this one character um that's obviously there for sex appeal is just getting so many fucking skins that other characters could do yeah i just want to clear myself up because i I don't i do not want to get i kind of do want to get in trouble but i don't not in that way no i mean and that's a whole thing we can talk about is like the fetish fetish (laughs) <laughs> fetishization you know, there we go of uh eastern culture but we don't have to do yeah. that today but that's uh, a whole other big topic we didn't that's even a whole thing. that's a juicy one that's yeah that is a whole thing that's uh, a whole thing the, um, the last thing that i want to throw in there speaking of eastern culture because this is another example we, we kind of talked about queer baiting a little bit with tracer and stuff like that and like fake diversity uh shout out to one of my favorite games who's also kind of horrible uh persona persona four and five always letting me down in uh their representation oh yeah okay and before any of you fucking (laughs) nerds come for us because i know a lot of you like persona i know uh, persona four is probably my top three favorite games of all time it doesn't mean that uh kanji fucking they just made huge listen listen before any of you fucking come yell at jess or me because i personas generally on my shit list um (laughs) and before you bring that fucking article because everyone always digs up that one article i don't remember where it's from or who it's from but it's a guy being like i just thought that it was about exploring your gender and blah blah and it is and you're you have a point but that being said the scene where naoto's about to get surgery is fucking horrific and that's some transphobic awful bullshit and also like there's so much homophobic bullshit in what happens with kanji like even if you're like oh well it's about like how there's all these gendered expectations about what men are and like the only way that you can be like someone who's into knitting and cooking is if you're gay and that's fucked up like yes that's fucked up but also like you don't have to fucking like aggress gay people to get that across Mm -hmm. like and also like again the naoto stuff is fucked up especially because i love that they're like what if we put them together like what yeah yeah yeah, it's it's fucked up and kanji's like one of my favorite characters and it really like they just they they did him dirty like we can talk about toxic masculinity i'm totally down with the fact that it's like fucked up for men to not have any sort of fragility or femininity or i i I, I yeah feminine is like a thing but like you know without it being you know, oh, you're gay, or oh, you're less of a man. But. Yeah, well, in the inverse for Naoto, too, of like, oh, well, she could only be a... I'm gonna go with they. They could only be a detective if they presented as a dude, right? Like, that's yeah, a fucked yeah. up thing about gender, but also, like, you don't have to fucking, like, be so awful in your representation to get that across. And, like, if anybody comes at me, well, but that's Japan! I'm gonna fight you. Because, like, queer people exist in Japan. There is queer activism in Japan. Like, yeah. Fuck uh, off. The people who say that are people who have no fucking idea what they're talking about, I feel like, most of the time. Um, they they fan they I, I see these weebs, and they just fantasize about Japan, and yeah. they don't know what Japan really is. Yeah. They just think it's, like, this, like, anime wonderland with, like, girls that they call hot, and it's, it's just bullshit. Don't ever, don't ever listen to shit that comes out of their mouth. Yeah, and, like, I mean, like, yeah, they have had and continue to have issues with gender and, like, sexuality and stuff, and, like, it's also weird to come at it from, like, a Western perspective, but also, like, there is very active, like, queer 
activism happening in Japan currently and like has mm-hmm. happened and like mm-hmm. d- just don't just don't do it just yeah. don't do it uh and then Yusuke in uh five also oh yeah like what the fuck like he's simultaneously like very obviously gay but also like a big old fucking creep to on constantly like yeah he's like a creep to on he's he's gay but they never address him being gay it almost seems like they were going to give like make him a romance option and then they backpedaled like literally you are on a boat like on a date with him and and, like yeah it seems like that would be a thing and then i feel like it just i i don't know well especially because that dialogue is so bad because it's like you're on the rowboat with him and then they make a point to be like no homo though like they make a point to do it in that scene and it's like are you fucking kidding no and it's it's unfortunate uh persona like i like the person i love the persona games i really do what's funny is i love overwatch too um uh but you just like it's not you can't just love something and then erase all of the shittiness about it and like they really just they do some people pretty dirty (laughs) yeah no i mean like hello welcome to the show you can love things and also be like wow that fucking sucks yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're allowed to criticize shit Mm-hmm. So people don't get. Oh yes, like this is the thing: is you're allowed to meaningfully criticize shit, uh, but I'm not going to write Blizzard death threats demanding that they make characters like I, no. would, I would if I were a white man. So no. Also, like to, like you're allowed. Like if you love something, like you should probably want it to be better than mm-hmm. it is, and like improve and grow instead of just saying the same stupid bullshit forever, right? Like. I don't know. That mentality is very, very silly, and I don't understand it. Games are wild. Why do I like them? <laughs> Mark Ruffalo. Mm, there he is. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy again. Co- cozy boyfriend. Uh, all right. So on that note, uh, we're probably going to start wrapping up. We have a new segment yeah. that we're going to start doing for the show, which is called the end of the show shout out. Which is where we try to, with our, you know, we don't have a huge audience, but, like, we can still try. Um, just, like, highlight folks who are cool and doing cool things in, like, gaming spaces and, like, the world generally. Like, we're definitely not going to limit it to just games. Um, but the one that I want to do for today, because she feels very relevant, is uh, Dialacina. Which, I talked about her, I talked about her on the last show. I'll probably talk about her again, because I feel like her work just continues to be very relevant all the time but like two of the big articles that we used for this um show were hers uh, off of medium and they were i'm gonna actually pull them up so i can give her proper credit so there's one is uh dealacina on medium the extremely extremely convenient indian and then the other one also on medium is so you've officially made fair a native and those are both super rad and like just really get in deep on like why this stuff is fucked up and um like, why using people's, in like, indigenous backgrounds as dressing is, like, fucked up and shitty and just how, like, all this fake diversity is garbage. Um, and then on top of that, she also does uh, Capsule Crit, which is a um, gaming vertical journal type thing where uh, they do, like, micro-criticism. So it's, like, it's, like, 500 words or less of, like, games crit and there's also, like, fan fiction Um, And it's really cool, and she goes out of her way to, like, highlight, like, new writers and, like, marginalized folks. Um, There's actually going to be an issue coming out soon that I believe is, like, all Indigenous writers. Um, It's very, very cool. And so if you want to find Dia, you can find her at Dia Lucina. 
um, D-I-A-L-A-C-I-N-A. And then um, you can find Capsule Crit, just at Capsule Crit. Um, and th- this will all be in the show notes, too. Um, and you can also support both by uh, going to uh, ko-fi.com slash dlacina. And that money will go towards helping her and helping uh, Capsule Crit. And yeah, so it's really cool. So you should definitely check Dia's work out and you should pay her money for her good criticism that she does because she works really hard to educate everybody because we're all seller dumbasses, basically. Um, so she she is she's doing the Lord's work and you should support her. And also Capsule Crit is fucking great. Um, and yeah, do y'all have any any anything else before we wrap it up? Uh, I want to shout out Mark Ruffalo. It was his birthday three days ago, and he just turned 51. <laughs> oh, man. I actually Always. Googled it because I had a feeling. I was like, I wonder if she wants us to shout somebody out. Who would be funny? And I looked up Mark Ruffalo. I'm like, I bet you he had a birthday, like, soon. I just have a feeling that this is all going to somehow tie together, and his birthday was three days ago. So happy birthday, oh. Mark Ruffalo. Happy God, birthday, I- Mark Ruffalo. Wish he had. I just hope uh, he, like had such a great day oh my god <laughs> no but um, i want to i want to echo uh dia lucina though uh she's fantastic so uh yeah 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 <clears throat> all right so that's gonna wrap us up for today uh jess where can people find you on the internet uh people can find me at j-e-s-s-a-c-o-g-s on twitter jessicogs uh, because I have a new last name. I, I almost said uh, my original one. That's why I'm mentioning that. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm also on, I don't know, a lot of things. But mostly Twitter. Just just use Twitter. It's just going to be easier for everyone. <laughs> and Sam, where can people find you? Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch at 3DSBoy. The three is spelled out. Um, I'm still fucked up warnings. about that. <laughs> I, i'm thinking about changing this whole thing like we'll, we'll see we'll see that's like an after like new year's resolution thing but um yeah warning uh twitter i complain a lot and say really <laughs> wild shit at like 3 a.m so it's very yeah, entertaining it's um and you can find me at cg and eight r's on twitter you can find our uh host website at uh yourgeekygalpal.com and at yourgeekygalpal on Twitter. And we are a new show, so please, please, please if you like us, please rate, review on iTunes. That super helps us grow. Also subscribe, tell your friends, um, retweet us when I tweet about it. All of that good to say also feel free to interact with us like if you listen to this episode and you're like hey you know what you forgot to mention this and this is something that pisses me off or hey you pissed me off maybe don't do that last one because that one's kind of yeah i don't like that last really one need to. <laughs> do it at me don't, <laughs> no don't do, don't do that don't. the the, uh, the tagline no, of this show wanna... is don't add us <laughs> don't add us um but no if you if you like want to contribute or like um I don't know. You politely want to say like, oh, what about this? Like, I feel like that's cool and uh, do it because like interacting with people is fun. I would like that if it's in a nice, cool way. Yeah. If you want to be nice and cool, you can either tweet at your geeky gal pal with the hashtag pal and around or you can email your geeky gal pal at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, that's going to do it. Uh, we will see you next month for another episode of pal and around. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Joe. Sugar We're Going Down podcasting is exactly what it sounds like. Each week, we get a random Fall Out Boy song and discuss it in various ways, such as... 
What are its merits musically? Is it a bop? Does it have chugs? Its lyrical complexity? Sometimes Pete writes a triple entendre, and sometimes he doesn't even finish the first entendre. Does the video make any goddamn sense, though? Usually, no. How gay does it make us feel? Usually, a lot of gay. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your personal podcatcher of choice and get a new episode every Wednesday until it kills us. Caitlin, is this more than you bargained for yet? Honestly, it already is. Ha <laughs> ha!